Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story of a burglary in New Zealand would offer continuing proof that people will steal anything, anytime and anywhere, except for two small facts. Authorities were called to the home in Timaru, just down the road from Christchurch, after the resident found evidence that someone had broken into their shed after Dark Tuesday. Investigators confirmed that someone forced entry into the little building, but a quick inventory of the contents of the shed showed one thing. There was nothing missing. And in fact, someone had broken into the shed to leave behind a set of deer antlers. The owner said he doesn't hunt, so there was no way they could have been his. <laughs> That's a little bit different there, Cliff. It is a, it's a lot different, yeah. You know, I've, I've driven around before in certain areas around uh, well, yeah. around the tri-state and other places. Mm-hmm. And I see those little sheds and I it always hits me. I wonder what's in there. I wonder what's no. really in that <laughs> shed right there. I thought about that myself, actually. Yes, and some of the houses you're like, oh, I know what's in that shed. I know what's in that shed. <laughs> Cliff. Yeah. I know you've been busy with the news. You probably haven't looked at our text messaging this morning, have you? I glanced at it once or twice as i you know, assembling the 7 o'clock news. Yeah. I noticed there's been a lot of complaining on there already this morning about... Another radio station that is bleeding over the top of us this morning so that we can't yeah. be heard. Now, I checked the transmitter, Cliff, not once, but twice. Okay. And the big hand is just past the small hand, just like it should be. I think everything should be fine and dandy for us here. <laughs> I think we're okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's us. This, this report on the transmitter brought to you by Morning Roadshow Clock Idiot. <laughs> Ooh. That was, you're right. That is the clock. <laughs> it's the big square box, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. That's the one that that's the one that's got that big fan in the back that makes a lot of noise. Oh, I gotta go check that after the news update. What's happening at seven? You were, you were checking the wrong. I mean, I, I was yeah. looking wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say looking would be an accurate assessment. <laughs> I wasn't it putting was a lot of effort thinking. into it. It was thinking that you were having trouble with. Yes. Should I stop the red hand that's moving around on the transmitter? <laughs> no. Oh no, you got don't do not touch. Make sure all the needles are are there where they're supposed to be, but don't touch anything. That's right because red always means something bad, doesn't it? Yes, red is bad. I've never seen red anything that's like this is good. Even like Bugs. If you see a red one, <laughs> it's bad. Don't touch right. it. Yes. yes. Don't touch it. We, there's a couple of different lessons to be learned in this story about Olympic champion Usain Bolt. When the gold medal winner turned 34, someone decided to hold a big party for him in Jamaica, and he and lots of others were seen partying it up without masks. A few days later, it was revealed that the fastest man alive cannot outrun the coronavirus, as Bolt had tested positive. Monday, he posted a video on social media declaring his intent to quarantine himself and urged others who have been around him to do the same. So if lesson one is about not becoming part of the pandemic statistics, lesson two was learned by some of the news media when the story broke. As various news outlets began to release articles covering the announcement that Usain Bolt had gotten COVID-19, someone at NBC News went to Instagram to post the headline. 
world record sprinter and eight-time gold medalist Usain Bolt now self-isolating. Next to that, they posted a picture of comedian Kevin Hart. <laughs> At this point, it should be worth noting that Usain Bolt is six feet five inches tall and Hart is 5'4". <laughs> Hart later posted that he either needs to suspend his comedy and pick up his Olympic training schedule or the corona shrunk Bolt's legs overnight. <laughs> you know, it's kind of scary, Cliff, if that virus can catch Usain Bolt. I don't have a chance in the world. You're not going to outrun that either. I know it's a little late in the season, Cliff, and I thought this was a strange idea, but for some reason, there's a new bathing suit they've came out with. Have you seen this thing? I have not. A a new bathing suit? No, I've not seen that. Yes. It's for guys, and it's called a brokini. (laughs) No. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I want to know what that looks like, actually. It's basically kind of like a, um, oh... It's kind of like a bikini. Oh my from god! Me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you see, Cliff. Google you see. Is not my friend. Yes, you saw the picture there, didn't you? Yeah. The brokini <laughs> is for men who want to repel women. That's what that thing will do. Now, save yourself the trouble. If you want yeah. to repel women, mm-hmm. dress like I do. And that, that way you don't have to show all that skin, Cliff. That's the saving grace right there. <laughs> I don't ever show that much skin. <laughs> Thank goodness. Well, of course. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that have thanked me for that. Sometimes I get cards for that, Cliff, at the end yeah. of the year. Uh-huh. Thanks for another year of no skin. <laughs> right after yeah. the uh, Brokini story there, I was researching yeah. around while Pam Tillis was singing, and, well, this mm-hmm. came up. Okay. I haven't wore shorts since I was probably seven, eight. Okay. Not over eight. Okay. Okay. But the big thing now I've noticed is, you know, the shorts have gotten longer and longer on men. Yes. You know, down around the knees and something like that. Right. So it's it's no longer necessary to wear nutters. Well, now, Cliff, it's flipping back the other way because apparently yeah. the uh, ladies are saying that they want the shorts on men to be about, uh, well... About a five and a half inch inseam, which means okay. it's way above the knee, unless you got my legs. And the more traditional length <laughs> is about seven inches for men. Okay. But the ladies, so the ladies want them a little bit shorter. They're saying, Cliff, that uh, yeah. if they're shorter at five and a half inches, yeah. it makes the guys look taller and it's more flattering for their legs. Okay. So I think, Cliff, maybe yeah. it might be finally time for me to turn my meaty thighs into an asset <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean if that's if that's the thing i want to be out there you know doing the thing you agree i, I don't i don't really want to have any further discussion about your meaty thighs <laughs> okay all right well cliff i've got a little bit of bad news for the three men that are listening to this program this morning <laughs> the three men <laughs> yes there's three men that listen and eight ladies okay and it's about taco bell okay I found out this morning, Cliff, that uh, they're going to start redesigning all of their restaurants and making the dining area smaller. Smaller? They're taking out seats and um, making it much, much smaller, which is going to affect on Valentine's Day trying to get a reservation (laughs) for you and your wife or your girlfriend, gentlemen. I would suggest now, I would suggest now, Cliff. Yeah. Call them up and get your reservation mm-hmm. in, because February 14th will be here before we know it. <laughs> Perhaps if you're considering a reservation for Taco Bell for Valentine's Day, 
you have a bigger issue that needs to be addressed. Well, I don't know, Cliff. I mean, <laughs> that's where I would like Just to saying. go. Well, I don't know, like going you. by and myself, I, but I was going to say, and, and you're a fairly lonely man. Well, yes, because the <laughs> but the seating issue, Cliff, is yeah. Get that reservation. I'm telling you, call up your local Taco Bell and say, mm-hmm. hey. I got a special lady, and I want to treat yep. her right with uh, mm-hmm. meat wrapped in different things. And that's basically <laughs> meat wrapped. In- well, that's what it is, isn't so, it? So make sure your lady gets for Valentine's Day gets meat wrapped in different things. That's what Taco Bell is, isn't it? Pretty well, yeah. It's the same kind of meat. It's just wrapped different. It it confuses me. I can't go through the drive-through because I have no idea what I'm ordering. I'll just take one of them, and see when I get <laughs> it, it's have- like a mystery. I you need to have ten, yeah, see, because there's there's only a limited time that you can sit at the menu in front of a Taco Bell drive-thru and figure out what it is you want. That's right. Because the cars pile up behind you. They get edgy. There's a, there's a pressure. Yeah, the pressure's on. Their pressure is really on. <laughs> and as opposed to going inside and standing, you can you can just wave people past you. Go ahead. You go ahead and order. I'm still deciding. <laughs> but when I go through the drive-thru, I'm telling you, Cliff, it's like yeah. I ordered the mystery package when I get it. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're not quite sure what you ordered. I don't know what the heck I've got. <laughs> we this story from the vast agricultural valley of California may leave you with as many questions as it answers. Police there arrested 23-year-old Bobna Sikon of Fresno week before last, and investigators say they're still uncovering the depth of his criminal enterprise, but right now they believe the man and perhaps several others stole the identity of a trunking company and two of their semis, then took those semis to a farm, providing the farmer with a contract for delivery of his product, then took $300,000 worth and sold the now-stolen goods to an unsuspecting person, thus pocketing the proceeds. Agricultural detectives say the irony is the pistachios that were stolen had already been packaged. When delivered to the buyer, they were in bulk form, meaning someone, somewhere had to sit and open two semi-loads of bagged nuts before completing the sale. And that's something that will likely leave you shell-shocked. Those agricultural detectives say it was a complex scheme and sounds as much like a shell game played by some salty criminal mastermind. But whatever you might think, that story is literally nuts. That'd chafe your fingers. (laughs) Would it not, Cliff? No, you're absolutely right. And the time-consuming part of it. <laughs> Two semi-loads of bag nuts. For $300,000. <laughs> yeah. Not worth it to me. No. Just get a job. <laughs> well, not in radio, but yeah, get a job. <laughs> yes. You know, Cliff, those wildfires that were raging all over California, I got to thinking yeah. about those. And that would be a very hard decision to make as a homeowner, whether you stay or whether you go. Right. Part of your brain saying it's foolish to stay here and get, you know, killed. And the other part is if I can do a little something to save my house, Mm -hmm. it might be well worth it. Right. And perhaps you heard about the guy out there that defended his home by using cans of Bud Light on the (laughs) flames. (laughs) That's true. That Uh, actually happened. I had not heard of that. He uh, was trying to stay and, uh, you know, dampen it with with water. Yeah. And the water quit for some reason okay. coming out of his hose, and he had yeah. cases of Bud Light around, and he actually grabbed them, shook them up, 
and started spewing them all over the flames that were, you know, <laughs> lapping against his house. And the firemen got there in time and saved his house, Cliff. <laughs> how many how many cases of Bud Light would it take? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you this much. Extinguishing a fire is yeah. number four on my list of ten things you can do with a Bud Light that are better than drinking it. That's a number four right there. <laughs> number four. That's a number okay. four right there. Okay. Number five, yeah. in case you're interested, dropping a bowling ball on a full can. That's kind of fun, too. The explosion part of it. <laughs> I was gonna, I've never even thought about doing that. I and yet already... there it is. Now I suddenly can't think about anything else. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I'm imagining, you know, the sound it would make and the... Cusplat, and then there's a you know pressure, and there's a crack, and then it's all beer everywhere. I'll give you a little hint, Cliff, because I have okay. some experience with this. You oh, don't do. want to do this standing yeah. on the ground. Two okay. reasons: you don't get enough height on your drop. Okay. The ball doesn't fall far enough, and number yeah. two, you get all beery because it goes oh, yeah, everywhere. Some spray. Yeah. So you need at least a six foot, preferably an eight foot ladder. That you climb upon, positioning the beer underneath you, and let it's the gotta, ball drop. you got to have, you know, pretty good aim there. You do have to have a better aim, I will admit, but it's a lot cleaner <laughs> right there, Cliff. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like New Year's Eve in New York City when the ball drops. When the ball drops. Yes, it it's, is. It's a bowling ball. <laughs> On a can of Bud Light. It's good to hear from another texting friend who's not Matt Hawking. I'm not saying anything <laughs> bad about Matt, but he texts a lot. You know that. <laughs> he, he texts more than a lot. He does. He's like the uh, he he's the number one texter to this program. There is there's no doubt about that. But yeah, you're right. Supposedly, and that no name was mentioned in this text clip, but I'm assuming that it's a local okay. farmer here, because yeah. I was told in the text that the old farmer's almanac is now out, so you can really? get you a copy of that. Oh, okay. And it says that an mm-hmm. early winter is expected in this area. Okay. A very cold early winter. Okay. So that reminds me to tell you, our wonderful 11 listeners, plant mm-hmm. your old farmers early and plant them deep this year <laughs> because of the early winter. Okay? Okay, sure. All right. You get them down in that ground there, and maybe Matt will have something to say about that. Who knows? Is there... Is there a special machine for that? feel like, Cliff, there's a lack of trust between us and our wonderful 11 <laughs> listeners this morning. I, I can't imagine how that would have developed. I don't know that either, <laughs> and there seems to be a giant gap yeah. of not trusting us here. Yeah. And it all goes back to the Only You Can Stop It song. Oh, really? There's already hatred for that, Cliff, and we haven't we, even got to it yet. We have like 24 hours before the song happens, and you don't know what it is yet. Or, I mean, the listeners don't, and no, I don't. So I basically, know. no one's trusting you. No. And I, <laughs> that's kind of hurtful, the trust, the trust in the listeners placed upon me has been unfazed. <laughs> there seems to be a little problem. I'm telling you, Cliff. I'm, only yeah. gonna, I'm not going to take you the song. I'm just saying. Okay. It starts out with a guitar, and within three <laughs> notes, yeah, you're going to know the song. Okay. And if you don't know it, you're going to love it in three notes. That's how confident okay. I am. All right. All right. So let's, okay. let's let's smash the hatred down just a little bit. Oh, let's give it a shot. No, let's not go with the hatred. Let's go with the <laughs> niceness. No, let's not do that. 
Cliff, I was reading this morning a survey that yeah. says that single men change their bed sheets once every three months. Yeah. Or when it starts making that annoying crunching sound. Oh, I think, yuck. <laughs> you, All right, hang on. <laughs> what? Oh, crunching sound. <laughs> You've heard that sound, haven't you? I, no, no, I haven't. Oh, well, it's about a four and a half monther is when that starts right. happening to okay. you. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. And today's okay. Take It to the Bank, Cliff, is about every breath that you take. I know All it right. sounds like a song title, but it's not. Yeah, I believe the police covered that yes. already. Yeah. You take an average of 24,000 breaths every single day. Every day? Every day. Okay. On average, which amounts right. to about two gallons of air that you take into your body each and every minute, about 3,000 gallons of air <sighs> every day. Just and like that. This, yeah, all this talk about breathing has made me yawn. Yes. Now, <laughs> while you may typically think of air as oxygen, yeah. yes, this vital gas makes up only a very small portion of oh, the yeah. gaseous mix that we all inhale. Yes. The vast majority of the atmosphere composition is nitrogen. That's right. About 78%. Yep. yep. 21% is oxygen. Less than 1% is carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. And the rest is just trace amounts of other gases. <laughs> other gases. <laughs> yes, trace amounts of other gases. Well, why don't you pull my finger and see if we can change that mix up just a little bit. <laughs> I should have just stopped at less than 1% carbon dioxide, but I thought... I bet, I bet we can change those numbers significantly. I bet we could, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All of that you can take to the bank, except for the finger yep. pulling. You can't yep. take that anywhere with you. <laughs> no, that's not suitable for... Cliff, anything said today? Are we doing this a little early? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. There's a bunch of commercials coming up. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. That, that makes more sense. All right. Morning Rocho phrases of a day. Start with number three. Men who want to repel women. <laughs> if that was a club... My friend Weed would be the president. Oh, yes, yes, emeritus. <laughs> yeah. Number two, why don't you pull my finger? And no. we'll see if we can change the composition of the atmosphere. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. Oh, my. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, it might be time to turn my meaty thighs into an asset. You know, I'm thinking of that, too, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you say that. I um, want you to start thinking about that, too. I, no, I, I don't want to th- you want me to make my meaty thighs an asset? No, I want you to think about my meaty thighs. I don't want to think about your meaty thighs. Okay. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.